What's up, CrossFit Engage fam? It feels so good to be back, and it feels good to see every single one of your smiling faces in the gym again, training hard, and just getting after it. What you're about to hear now is a live recording of a Zoom class from when we were in lockdown that I felt had a lot of useful information in it. I apologize in advance for the lag time due to internet connection issues we were experiencing at the time, but if you have the time, see it through, give it a listen, and I hope you enjoy. All right. So what I wanted to discuss um, is, can you hear me? Hang on. No. Yeah. So um, like I said, what I was going to talk about is uh, basically this concept of load versus capacity. Um, and throughout the history of time, literally forever, this, this concept describes how people uh, end up getting hurt or injured. Um, and I think it's a very important concept to understand. Um, and I wanted to take a second to walk you guys through this. So this is something that we've started sharing a lot with, um, with our newer athletes as they're coming in. Um, but I think it's still very important to understand even as a current athlete, because uh, it can really help you assess your current body, how you're feeling, how you should be pushing, what you should kind of be focusing on and prioritizing in terms of training. Um, but anyways, we're going to go ahead and get into this. So uh, again, you're going to have to bear with me because this is going to be hard to draw on, but can you guys see the whiteboard? Yeah. Okay, perfect. So this line and this graph is going to represent, obviously, like we said, our load versus capacity. And this dotted line here is going to be our literal capacity line at the moment. Cool. So load versus capacity. Now, when we look at this graph, um, it's really important to understand that, um, you know, this is just the effect that, that external um, input, I guess, if you will, has on our body as a whole and then how it kind of affects training. So um, I'm going to draw a couple blocks here and I'm going to start one. And again, this won't be perfect, but I don't have a mouse or anything. So I'm kind of freehand in this thing. Cool. So these three blocks right here basically are going to represent our pre-existing conditions, right? So pre-existing conditions. Uh, these basically, these three are going to be things that happen to us before we ever wake up. Um, so the first block is going to be what we call anatomical defects. I'll just put an A D. So what do I mean by anatomical defects? Anatomical defects are basically, um, things like a disc herniation. Um, if you rolled your ankle playing soccer when you were seven, if you have a torn labrum, if you have a torn, um, rotator cuff what the, these are anatomical defects after that in the next block we've got our stress our diet that's supposed to be a d 
and our sleep. Right, so stress, diet, and sleep. These are basically things that we call our hormonal balance. Right, and then the last one that we talk about on this block is our functional diagnosis. So functional These drawings are terrible, I'm sorry. Functional diagnosis. So functional diagnosis, what does that mean? Um, basically, how well do we move? Uh, what does our squat look like? What is our idea of an overhead position? What do the shoulders look like? Um, what's our ankle range of motion look like in the bottom of the squat? This is our functional diagnosis. It's not a medical diagnosis. It's just how well do we move? Um, so pre-existing conditions, anatomical defects. These are things that we can't change, right? The, the time machine's broken. Can't go back and, and uh, fix the herniated disc. Can't go back and, uh, you know, repair the, the labrum. Uh, at least from a coaching standpoint, I can't do that. So this box is pretty much going to stay where it's at. Stress, diet, and sleep. Stress, diet, and sleep is obviously what it sounds like. So stress levels um, across the board from uh, work to home to exercise. What does that look like? Diet, obviously, how good is that? And then our sleep. And then the functional diagnosis we jammed on was basically how well are we moving? Now, this is our current capacity line here, the started line. These blocks over time are gonna to start to stack up. And again, this is our tolerance. This is what our body can handle. After that, uh, these are pre-existing conditions. So now we're gonna get into some of our needs and wants is gonna be the next set of blocks that we're gonna talk about. So needs and wants are gonna basically be from there to there. Needs and then wants. Oh, that was supposed to be a W. Anyways, needs and wants. Now, um, we got to go to work, right? So everybody works throughout the day. And I don't care if you have a, you know, a manual labor job, if you sit at a desk all day, it could be physically taxing, it could be mentally taxing. It's still work. It's still uh, a load imposed on your body. So work is here. Um, let's say, you know, we have to, we have kids, right? And your kids have practices they have to get to. They've got homework you got to help them with. Maybe they're not doing their chores at the house, whatever. Like that takes a load on you because you have to do something with your kids. Maybe it's play with your kids, whatever. That's going to start to stack up. Um, let's say we get to the gym and, um, you know, you got to drive there, right? So we're driving to the gym we're running a little bit late. Maybe we get stopped at a red light. Somebody uses sign language to tell you you're number one uh, as you, you know, cut them off. That's a stress as well. We get there and let's say we've got a, you know, 15 minute AMRAP of, I don't know, let's say pull-ups, box jumps and snatches, right? So pull-ups go great, right? Those are fine. Body handles that, we're doing pretty good. We get to our box jumps, we're still doing pretty good. And then all of a sudden we get to the snatches. Boom, something happens. Felt it in my back, right? Well, what happened? I don't, you know, pull-ups felt great, box jumps were good. As soon as I got to the snatches, um, I felt it in my back. Okay, well, um, Let's dial that load back, whatever, right? So we, we try to 
basically damage control the snatches as best as we can. Pull-ups are still good. Box jumps are still okay. Get back to the snatches again. Second round, that's a little bit worse, right? And now things are starting to lock up. And we're like, holy crap, snatches are it's not going to happen, right? Maybe I should just dial it back on the snatches or eliminate it completely. Let's say, let's pretend like this, this persists over time. And let's say I go to the doctor and the doctor's like, hey, you know, like what's, what's going on? Um, they're probably going to ask you a little bit about your, your stress diet and your sleep. And you're going to say, well, you know, I've had this or anatomical defect. Like I, when I was younger, I had this problem. Um, stress diet and sleep, you know, uh, it was a later night than normal, but I felt like I slept okay. Diet wasn't great today, but um, still got in some of my fruits and veggies that I needed to um, stress, you know, whatever. That's, that's just day-to-day -day stuff. Uh, but I really, I just, I felt it again when I snatched. The doctor's going to say, hmm, how much did you snatch? What were you lifting? Ah, not a lot, 135. 135? Well, guess what we need to do? You are no longer allowed to snatch, right? Because that's where the problem is. That's where everything's hurting. No more snatching, right? And the doctor tells you you shouldn't lift anything over 30 pounds for the next two to four weeks. I don't know of anybody in life that can go throughout the day hardly without lifting something over 30 pounds, right? So when we look at this graph, needs and wants, right? Like I really wanted to snatch and I really enjoy snatching 135, but every time I do, it blows my back up. So how do we fix that, right? I told you that these three boxes down here are the pre-existing conditions. The only one that the time machine is broken on that I have no control over is the anatomical defects, right? So this one's probably going to stay the same. There are plenty of people walking around in the world that have a, um, a herniated disc, that have a torn labrum or a uh, inflamed rotator cuff, tendonitis of the rotator cuff, whatever, that are not in pain. So we have to quit using our pre-existing conditions, our anatomical defects as the excuse for why we're in pain. Because there's other people that have the same conditions that we do that are not in pain. So that's not it, right? Stress, diet, and sleep. Do we have control over that? Absolutely, right? Um, let's say, you know, you get, a, you get a new promotion at work. Now there's more responsibilities. You think that's stressful? Absolutely, right? Um, diet, we're doing the 800 gram challenge right now. A lot of people are seeing that on the fruit and veggie, um, 800 grams worth, Inflammation's starting to go down, right? We're getting better quality nutrients in there. So that's starting to, um, you know, eliminate some of that, that strain or that stress on the body from an inflammation standpoint. Sleep. Can I, can I discipline myself enough to go to bed a little bit sooner? Absolutely, right? Are there, are there certain and specific sleep hygienes or sleep habits that I can do to make sure that I get a better quality sleep? Absolutely, right? So this box is completely within our control. And let's say that maybe we even just cut this box in half by starting to manage and watch our stress diet and sleep, right? Controlling what we can control. Um, functional diagnosis, how well do we move, right? So you may not come in being a great mover, but is that something that you can work on and continue to improve? Absolutely, right? Um, and we'll talk next time on like, 
what I call like our athletes hierarchy of needs in terms of like what a good functional diagnosis would look like. Um, but that's something that's completely within our control. Um, spending time on flexibility or mobility or strength balance, just depending on what the issue is. We'll get into that a little bit more next time, but let's say, you know, we minimize that box. We start moving better. We move better. We've got a smaller box. We move worse. We've got a bigger box. Right. Um, and then let's say, you know, work still work. You still have to do that. Right. So that's a part of our, our needs. So you still have to work. And let's say that you didn't get a promotion, but everything stayed the same. That box is relative. Um, kids, kids are still going to be kids. You still want to play with your kids. It's perfectly fine. Right. Like they're going to take up a little bit of space still. Let's say driving to work, you miss a couple of red lights. Kudos to you. Time that one out good. We get into the same workout where now we've got pull-ups, same demand on the body. We've got box jumps, same demand on the body. And then guess what? We've got snatches again. Hmm. Snatches no longer hurt. Why is that? Recovering better? right? Total load on our body is, uh, is now less, right? And this excuse over here for like the snatch being the problem, like the snatch is obviously the reason that your back is hurting. Well, that's basically the equivalent of what I think of is like, well, that last shot is what got me drunk. No, probably had something to do with that 20 beers you drank before that last shot that got you drunk, yeah. right? So... <laughs> It that's snatching that. <laughs> has nothing to do with it right so um now snatches don't hurt right and what do we want more okay i'm gonna sign up for a local 5k i'm gonna run that feel pretty good i'm going to uh you know i'm gonna try handstand walks handstand walks feel pretty good um let's say there's a uh, a triathlon coming up I want to try that. Boom. Now what? Right back in pain, right? I've added more load to the body and the capacity hasn't changed, right? I've started to minimize some of these blocks and control what I'm able to control. And that's great. It's going to help you with your recovery. It's going to help with your output in the gym and the, and the total amount of what your body can handle. But we have to start to prioritize what we can control. And then from there, increase our capacity level right so this is changeable i can increase that capacity even more how do i do that by consistently recovering well and showing up and putting in the work that the coach tells you to do right that this is this part is my job increase that capacity your job as the athlete is to control what you can control from your stress diet and sleep from your functional diagnosis right um, so again, when we look at injury and how does it happen, it doesn't happen from a snatch. There's nothing wrong with a snatch, especially when, not when, you know, when you do it correctly and you've learned and you've practiced and prioritized the mechanics, the consistency, and then the intensity, but our bodies from a physiological standpoint are only built to take and tolerate so much right? And over the course of an entire day, it adds up. And if we don't control what we can to minimize as many of these boxes as possible, 
and then put in the work in the gym, you know, work, I like to say work smarter and harder. Then now our capacity is going up and now we can tolerate more and injury is less likely to be, um, you know, a, a concern or a worry at that point. Now, obviously a lot of this is um, from an orthopedic standpoint. If we're talking about like some kind of freak injury or a crash and you've got a broken bone, like that's, that's a little bit different discussion. Um, but in terms of an orthopedic standpoint, when people, uh, you know, think that the snatch is what hurt them, we're really missing the bigger picture if we're not taking a look at all of the underlying blocks below this graph. Right. Did you guys have any questions on that or, or something you wanted me to elaborate on even more? Does that make sense? Physical toughness would factor into that too, wouldn't it? It would. Um, I think though, physical toughness, learning when it's appropriate to push through something and when it's not, you know, cause you can, you can obviously wedge yourself into a corner where you can push through something that you probably shouldn't. And, um, you know, in, injury could occur from that as well. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more in the next, in the next talk about the athletes hierarchical needs and um, what different types of injury injuries there are. Um, and how those kind of play a role um, that gets a little more on the coaching side of it. But um, yeah, I mean, physical toughness to a degree, yes. But again, if you're starting to feel something coming on, pushing through that, is it worth it? You know, depending on the severity of it and, and, yeah. and it's a risk to, to reward thing. Like what's, what's the reward for pushing through it? I did the workout RX, but now I'm hurt and I'm out for the next week and a half, <laughs> you know, like probably not worth it. Yeah. Right. And, and so I, I usually tell people too, like I use a, a very, um, you know, like we learned like the RPE, the rate of perceived exertion, there's kind of like a, a rate of perceived injury. So what I kind of use like an RPI uh, is what I call it. But um, basically zero to three, you know, you feel something coming on, you need to be cautious. You need to kind of keep an eye on that, but you're probably okay to continue. Um, if it starts to creep up to the five and the six level, now we definitely need to scale back pretty drastically in whether it's load, whether it's distance, whether it's total volume or reps. Um, if it gets above the six, it's time to kill it completely. And, and that's largely dependent on what type of injury is it. You know, um, because there are scenarios where rest is most certainly the most beneficial um, component to that tendon being healed or that ligament being healed, or like whatever this, this injury is at hand. Um, and then there's sometimes where it's not like uh, we'll get into like what is an, uh, an itis versus an osis and how do you how do you treat one over the other? Again, this is kind of more on the coaching side. So if you have a situation like that, I would say, ask me, you know, schedule a one-on-one -on -one call probably, and we'll jam on that. I'd love to. But yeah, I mean, just being smart, know your body again as coaches. When we, when we look at this, largely what we look at in, uh, in coaching in the class, like after three, two, one go is your functional diagnosis. 
how well are you moving and based on what we know your what your limitations are if any then we modify to account for that whether you know usually it's a range of motion issue but not always um but we modify to account for that but you know the stress diet and sleep the more that we get to know you as an athlete we can kind of tell <clears throat> when you're on your game when you're off your game if you had a bad day at work and you're just stressed to the max or whatever um probably not the day to come in and try and pr murph right but um yeah it's you know physical toughness yes it can play a part and I think more so on the negative side than anything, but it, it's hard to tell an athlete not to push. You know? yeah. um, I'm the same way. Like I'll, I'll get into certain workouts and I'm like, uh, that doesn't really, doesn't, doesn't feel a hundred percent, but you know, it's not crippling me. I'll be fine. I'll keep working. And then I dig myself into a hole and, Gotta play it smart, recover, and climb back out, you know. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of times for the athlete, and especially newer athletes that we don't know that well either, it takes experience of knowing, like, I probably shouldn't have gone for that lift, you know. Um, even though setup everything looked good, it could have been a tempo, like the speed could have been in the wrong place, and so something got out of out of line or um, whatever, and you know, things happen, but, uh, I think to blame something, a single, uh, component is almost irresponsible because we're not taking, uh, you know, we're not holding ourselves accountable for everything else that we can help and control. Because I mean, truth be told, everybody's got something anatomical defect we've all had something happen we've all had some type of minor injury hopefully not major but we've had something that we can't change that it's happened right time machines broken but we can affect our stress diet and sleep we can strive to move better from a functional diagnosis standpoint um and even if work stays the same, I've minimized these two blocks. They give me that gave me more than enough room to be able to snatch because that was a need and a want. So now I can snatch, and then look at this. Like if I if I increase my capacity, and I go across right, and I said I wanted to sign up for a local 5K, and I was gonna, you know, PR lift, and I'm gonna you know do a triathlon. I'm still not to capacity yet. My body can handle it. And, and hopefully this is something too that, you know, you guys can kind of look at and, you know, the needs and wants blocks are going to vary for everybody. It doesn't have to be work. It doesn't have to be driving in, you know, to the gym or, or kids or whatever. It probably largely is because these are things that happen in everybody's life. Um, but it's going to, the, the blocks are going to look different for everybody just know that when you start to feel something come on if ever and i hope not knock on wood um but take a look at these pre-existing conditions and let's try to work on these you know what i mean if you if you have if you manage your stress you eat pretty well you sleep great and and you move well 
from a functional diagnosis standpoint, odds are you're going to be golden, right? There's going to come a breaking point where your body's going to say, I've had enough. I got to, I got to rest and recover. That's up here, but it may not be in the form of injury. It may just be, I need rest and recovery. Do you guys have anything, any questions on that? Anything I can further help explain or? That makes sense to me. Sound good? Perfect. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> Sorry for my crappy drawing. There's no lines on here. I can't just like make a straight line and it would have been so much easier. I like it. Um, I think it's a good, it's a good reminder. Sometimes I think we can have less stress if we're aware of it, you know? Like, mm -hmm. okay, this is stressing me out and I need to just, that's a really good, really good. I like what you shared. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, I, I agree, man. Like, um, I'm not going to share it on the recording. I, I may tell you guys when, when we jump off this recording here, but uh, today I had a very stressful day. I got a lot of stuff going on. Um, and... I just, I, I wasn't in it. I didn't, I didn't feel the workout. I, um, I did my, my back squats for the compete stuff. And then I hit the, the CrossFit like fundraiser second workout again, but I didn't do like my conditioning piece that would have taken me 30 minutes to do. I didn't do the 60 minute class workout that would have taken me another 25 minutes to do. I didn't do my, you know, second set of, of strength work that was dumbbell lunges. I just, I, I didn't have it today. I didn't recover very well. I didn't sleep very well last night. And on top of that, I had a lot going on today. So, um, yeah, so I played to this and I knew my stress and my diet and my sleep was not where it needed to be for me to really, you know, hammer all this stuff out today in these, in these workouts. So, so yeah, I mean, it is a good reminder. And, and I think when you guys are equipped with this knowledge of load versus capacity, how much am I just, am I just, you know, that physical toughness aspect, am I just grinding it out just so I can say I did it? Or am I working smarter and harder by like, so tomorrow I fully intend on today when I put my head on the pillow, I'm going to be out. And then tomorrow, hopefully, I've, rec I've recovered and I've rested really well, and I plan to just crush it tomorrow. But I knew that today just wasn't the day, and I needed to kind of dial it back a little bit. I moved, got some strength work in, and hit a quick, fast little Metcon and, and breathed heavy for a little bit. But it wasn't overly taxing on my, my system overall, um, and I feel pretty good right now. So, I mean, I'm tired, but I don't feel like, you know, like I just dragged myself through the mud for three miles. So. Cool. All right. Uh, if you guys want, take a screenshot of this really quick. Um, I know there's a bunch of empty blocks, but if you, if you want to keep it in mind or whatever, do so. I'm going to go ahead and clear out of this. If you got it, mm -hmm. give me a thumbs up if you were taking a screenshot and you're done now. Okay, cool. Okay. Good. Perfect. All right. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So like I said, um, I'm going to stop the recording.